0: You are listening to a Called Collective podcast, where we seek to equip the next generation of ministry
1: leaders. To learn more about the Called Collective, visit our website at thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at thecalledcollective.
2: Welcome to the Coffee and Calling podcast with Dan and Griff. And guess what, folks? You guys might hear Griff sound a little bit different this week, but that's because the snow tried to keep me and my partner in crime apart, but it couldn't do it because the beauty of technology that the Lord has provided has given us the ability to still be here. And in spirit, Griffin is with us, but for right now, he's over the phone. So Griff, how you doing, man?
0: i'm pretty good i'm just uh got snowed in obviously um took the sonata on a little bit of an off-road trip this morning Mm. which it's totally fine i'm totally fine but it was a little spooky so i just decided to turn around and like you said thanks to the beauty of technology i'm still here in spirit
2: come on yeah man the sonata I love how you said okay, that. You, the, I took it for a little spin, you know, things were getting rough. So I had to turn it on around. It, I,
0: I can't quite remember what the name was. I think it was like, uh, it might've been like Samantha, mm. Mm. something mm. of that sort.
2: Samantha Sonata. Mm. <laughs> it's like Frank.
0: <laughs> or the like previous a, whip was a uh, Volkswagen Passat. I called that Passat. bad boy. The, uh, the Panzer. Cause I, I ramped that thing <laughs> off of, uh, some railroad tracks back in my time play with, with <laughs> yeah, that's playing dune buggy with his cars
2: yeah it was on the railroad tracks and then there was this train this train had the audacity to be coming straight towards me
0: so i took a right and i went head
1: on and i won <laughs> and i won and that's how i got samantha that's not
3: <laughs>
2: <all>. <laughs> that's amazing well shoot we also have another guest you've heard his laugh already but we have the privilege of welcoming the man, the best barista oh, in Maryland. Marion. Maryland. And and Marion. <laughs> this guy, one of the putting together some of the greatest fits I oh, was ever seen. Word. And he's probably got the greatest smile in the Midwest. Oh, my lands. The man, JC Herring.
1: Wow. Wow. What an intro. Um, Griffin, you didn't say anything. I need you to hype me up. I, I, <laughs> um, man, I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, man, it, it's an honor to be on the podcast. You know, I've, I've been waiting for this stuff. <laughs> I've been listening to the Cod Collective since day one. There, what are
0: they going to offer and me? I'm like, what are w- they going to get w- me on? <laughs>
1: when? I said, Lord, how long must I <laughs> <laughs> But before before I start to talk about me a little bit, I, I, I want to give a special shout out to a dear friend of mine. Because I know, you know, if if I do it later, I know people are going to, you know, tune off and, you know, log out of this podcast and i ain't going to continue to listen. I know it, guys. I know. I'm, I've am i been there. So I want to give a shout out to Kevin Campbell. Hey, Kevin, Kevin Campbell and the Wandering. Right. Come he, on. He just released his EP today, which is I think it's like what what's today? The 26th, 20 I don't know. It's some day. Uh, but today I know this is going to be produced you know, later on down the road. So whenever this airs, make sure you check out lost by Kevin Campbell in the wandering on Spotify and Apple music. Make sure you do that. Cause he's gifted.
2: Listen, guys, I cannot speak highly more highly. Listen to the whole EP this morning <laughs> at 1201 at 1201. And let me tell you guys, if you want somebody that not many people know about, but should, and music that will speak to you and is just talking about life he's and real. it's real. real it's real yeah kevin's a real dude everything you he puts in his song that ain't fake guys mm-hmm. so please listen to the ep um he's an awesome dude lost, lost. Everywhere. everywhere spotify apple music um and just because this is what he says is why is he called the wandering um is he's kevin campbell in the wandering because at all points in our life aren't we all wandering wow. at some point wow don't we all sometimes feel lost? Well, um,
1: no, I'm a Christian. I can't feel.
2: Hey, hold up, hold up, come on, hold <laughs> <laughs> up. I'm a
1: Christian. Only joy. Only Just joy. so to get into the our world topic world today. I was found, baby. <laughs> come on. No, yes. but that's real. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's real. Do you thank man. That's, that's awesome. Great. Yeah. So shout out to Kev. Yeah. Um, man. But yeah, seriously, it's it's an honor to be on this podcast with, with you and. Him. Oh man! It, if both you guys, you guys are. A privilege to do life with you guys are some of the best men i know so mm. can't speak highly enough yeah. guys. thank you
2: so much right. uh, so we're actually going to switch the podcast and jc's actually just going to say nice things about me and Griff. <laughs> 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 but now uh, i ran out hey, it's about time we got <laughs> it's about time <laughs> It is. But, um, JC, just tell us, um, for the people that don't know you that are listening, uh, just tell us, tell us some things about yourself, man, where you're at in life and yeah. anything anybody needs to know,
1: man, man. I think, uh, I think it, it all begins with Jesus is so good. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus is so Amen. good. You know, it, it, it's crazy. I was just getting lunch with a couple of buddies and we we're just talking about the Lord's faithfulness. Um, and that's just the testimony of my life is just how the Lord's been so prevalent amidst darkness and just bad times, but the Lord is so good. So, I mean, number one is you know, I, I love Jesus. That's the, that's the number one thing that you need to know about me. Number two thing is um, I'm a general studies major. I'm not even a ministry major. I don't know if I'm allowed to be on the podcast. or
2: <laughs> Hey Griff, we gotta, we gotta, Hey, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't look into the, Hey, can we, uh,
1: oh, got this. But- <laughs> A general studies major. Hey
2: you um, hey y'all. Uh, Good day. See
0: y'all. <laughs> hey, Do we, uh, we know any any Cia majors in, in Nogler right now that we can get in here to replace him?
2: No, a year out was just here. Just, honestly, I could call Grant. I mean, he can be back <laughs> uh, on.
0: Oh, so if you don't hear this
1: podcast, you know why? <laughs>
0: uh, no, but well, we're yeah. trying to say. Is if your degree is not in CM or something related, <laughs> you are not <in> ministry. you are just not
1: ministry. Uh, uh, is. Is. Uh, no, so I was I was a youth ministry major all, mm-hmm. all three years. Honestly, four years of my undergraduate. But I got done talking with a friend, um, Max Gross. I don't know if you guys know Max Gross. Um, I mean, again, I can't speak. Oh, my goodness. Just amazing people. Like, Iwu produces, the Lord produces, but through Iwu, produces some amazing men of God. And he was going to go to China um, to teach English, but also be a missionary there. And they saw his ministry degree and they denied his visa because he had a ministry. Really? Degree. Yeah. So super interesting. And so I'm thinking, you know, if, if I've gone all four years in, in youth ministry, I've already kind of got all the information, all the classes that I need. And if I ever do decide to become a missionary in a, in like a restricted area and, and people, unreached people group, I don't want a ministry degree to hinder that. And so mm-hmm. I was like, let's switch to general studies, you know? That's the okay, Christian so- story. That's the Christian story. My real story is I wasn't <laughs> passing any of my classes and I needed to graduate this year. No, I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> the, real, the real thing is, um, goodness. but yeah. So JC, one question, you know, me and my man Griff, we love asking people as they come on this show is if you were to get a cup of coffee with any person in the Bible other than Jesus, oh, man. who would it
1: be? Oh man. Honestly, honestly, not to sound smart cuz you you guys know me I'm not the most educated human being out there. So I don't want to sound like a Bible scholar, but <laughs> <laughs> No hey. I, think, I think he is the most interesting man in the Bible outside of Jesus. He could be Jesus. So it could be a trick question. It could be a trick answer. It could be Jesus. But he I think his name means like the prince of peace and just when he shows up was timely to Abraham and just, I, I I really don't understand Melchizedek. I don't know his vibe. I just know that he was a high priest before any of that stuff was really established. I'm like, what, who is this man? So I would love to get a cup of Joe with Melchizedek because he also has a cool name. It's a cool name mm-hmm. as well. So.
0: He stands in like complete contrast to like the rest of the people that we see in Genesis mm. and that we see Abraham interacting with. Mm. Completely different than yeah. anybody else with like power because he he was, was, he was a king as well, right? Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah.
2: I believe so. Not just that, but he was, he was over the Canaanites. Was he? Like he, he did a lot of, I believe that's true. Yeah. Um, And I could be, I could be wrong, but when I've studied him before and everything, he was doing stuff like in lands where like the Canaanites were like with with the people that were so Canaanites were the people that were hated by God, Mm. but he was doing stuff there. And also it's interesting that Abraham gave offerings to him. To him.
1: To said, Melchizedek, he tithed. tithed to Melchizedek.
2: And if anybody's listening to this, and they're like, "What are, are these guys speaking <laughs> heresy right now?" This is a part that it's, nobody brings up. No, and like the Melchizedek, this character, because he's such like a, there. He's. I kid you not. If you want to know, we talk about how in Revelation there's a lot of rabbit holes you can go to. Mm-hmm. With Melch- Melchizedek is the human revelation. I mean, if we're talking about like a book and how it's like really been something a lot of people. Mm we don't really go deep enough into to try to understand, but like Melchizedek is this character that is very, I would say
0: enigmatic. Yes. What's that mean? What did did you say?
2: What does it mean, Griff?
0: Um, He is is an an enigma. I hate to, I hate to define the word with the definition. I don't actually know what it means, but Uh I use a lot of words (laughs) in the right context (laughs) without totally knowing the definition
1: Hey, that's that's good. I'll be honest with you. It's
0: like Stephen if, A. Smith oh, on first I, I'm, take.
1: I'll be real with you guys. If, if there is a big word, I'm going to ask you what that means. Because I, I, I like to know what you guys are talking about. And I'm going to humble myself and say I have no idea what that means. <laughs> but I'm going to agree with you. Uh, is... But yeah, Melchizedek. I mean, Hebrew, the author of Hebrews mentions Melchizedek. Like He is brought up in the New Testament. I'm, Wow. Why don't we talk about this man more? And so if I had to get coffee with anyone in the Bible other than Jesus, it could be Jesus still. It would be Melchizedek.
0: Yeah. I I want to rescind my original answer in my episode. I don't want, I don't want coffee with Pontius Pilate after further study, The man is a scallywag. I do not want to associate with him
2: you just had to put that in there
1: (laughs) that's what he is
2: yeah I just realized that Pontius Pilate's kind of a jerk (laughs) (laughs) um but with the the one thing that's like so interesting is I was thinking about this the other day is I was listening to another podcast and um um no, Joe Rogan had this guy who's a, he studies the way that the earth has like changed mm-hmm. over thousands of years um, and just different ways that water has moved and all that. And he just talks about how at one point, Egypt, as we know, is like nothing but desert, but it actually at one point- I listened
0: to that episode.
2: Yeah, it used to be luscious land. Every 5,000 years, it wow. it it changes to okay. where it goes from desert to luscious land um, of like trees, all that jazz and everything. Um, wow. But my question to like, honestly to like Mekijadek, Abraham, all those guys, it'd be like, what did the earth look like back then? Yeah. Like, what did it it look like not to have skyscrapers? Or like, think about this, paved roads. Like, they had like roads, but it wasn't like, we're not, there's not like this, like, like we see with the lines, like their travel was camel. Yeah. So like, what is the, what did the air feel like? What did the water?
0: I bet it it tasted immaculate. Oh man.
1: What did the water taste like? You think the camels could have like, Rode on the wrong side of the road and people he got. <laughs> hey, hey, move, hey, bruh, hey, what are you doing? This is, this is
3: the left
2: Hey, lane. the camel speed limit is five miles per hour, buddy. Like,
1: get
0: on the right lane if
1: you're gonna go slow,
2: buddy.
0: Or like how did like? It was probably like uh like Europe, so they probably drove on the left side. That was probably the proper side. <laughs> you know, So we would be double confused,
1: honestly. honestly. Or, or like before,
2: like GMOs. What did fruit taste like? Mm. What did uh, like yeah. yeah? What did meat taste like before? Like you know all that. Um, The processing it goes through for us before it gets to, I'm I'm sorry if anybody thinks that meat and fruit doesn't go through any processing before it gets to (laughs) us, but fresh fruit ain't fresh fruit. Anyways, (laughs) unless you get it from the garden, Mm. from your garden, Mm. that fruit really ain't fresh.
1: (laughs) And that's that's on baby. (laughs) That's
2: on baby. Um, But that would be like just the like life in general. I, I, I wonder if they would come to the day and like, they like taste something. They're like, Oh gosh.
1: You know, yeah. I was, I was, I was listening to this TED talk about how uh, I'm pretty smart, guys. So I listen to TED talks. Just yeah, I um, <laughs> That's I how he preaches to this too. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> I was <just> sorry, <laughs> to this TED talk about how our brain is just overstimulated, and the reason mm-hmm. why we're bored isn't because you know we have like lack of entertainment. It's that our brain just expects us to receive all this dopamine, and when we're not receiving the dopamine, we get bored more mm-hmm. easily. And I'm thinking, you know, if I lived back then, I would be so bored. Like there'd be nothing to do. But then I'm thinking they don't have that intake of dopamine or that, like that, that, that high, you know, high stimulus of the, of the mind. And so I bet you they just like created their own fun, which would be so sick. Just mm-hmm. like, Hey, let's go, let's go mess with. Let's go draw a
2: lot. <laughs> let's go draw a lot.
1: <laughs> in this,
2: in this sense of, so back then what I find is like, we had a friend Jackson Savio who sent us the message about taking cold showers, mm. gets you a dopamine hit. Like, mm. 10 times greater than like, like even like some of the, like some drugs, like it gives you 10 times like more of a hit of dopamine in your body. And I just think back then, like they didn't take hot showers. Right. If the water was cold, it was was cold. Gotta (laughs) see it through. Gotta see it through. Um, (laughs) Ain't going to lie. Ain't going (laughs) to lie. Um, Or even just in general, I was listening to this one thing about, they were like, do you think that everybody's teeth was just rotten back then? Mm. And they were like, no, because the fruit and stuff they would eat, because they didn't have the GMOs, their teeth wouldn't be damaged. And everything that was nutritious for the teeth from the fruit and stuff would have helped their teeth Interesting. and everything. So that's why like a lot of like the kings and stuff would have the best hygiene because huh. they just had accessibility to all the resources they needed. You know, they didn't need this like toothpaste. But as time has gone on and things have obviously transpired, it affects our bodies differently, you it's know? It's so interesting. Um, which now, is,
1: yeah. I know they didn't have no Old Spicer uh, degree. Oh, so they, they smell they, they bad. I know they They, smelled they smelled
0: definitely bad. didn't have Dr. Squatch.
2: <laughs> Listen, I I, I'm, I'm sure... I am sure... That giving my man Abraham a roll of toilet paper would change his life. Dude, wipes would take that man to the that's next technology.
1: That's, technology. that's the brick. <laughs> that's the brick. All right, that's the brick. They're building the Tower of Babel with them.
2: <laughs> They'd be like, "What's this for?" Oh, it's it's like it's paper for when you go. What? You're kidding me.
1: <laughs> do you think anyone stunk? You know? Oh yeah, bro. But I mean, like, you know, here's the thing: like, Can they smell anything different, or are they just used to it? It's just like, like That's normal Yeah it's just normal
2: I feel like hey, that's that. Smelling Gosh. bad Has always been smelling bad I feel like Because they had perfumes that's They had true. the aromas That's true There
1: was a necessity to smell. There was and, a demand And
2: all their perfume Was strong Because I mean That lady puts the perfume On Jesus' feet And mm. it said that they could still smell it probably on him mm. when he's on the cross. Wow. That's how strong that, that perfume
0: That's, is. I answer that that question. stuff smells way stronger than Versace arrows. I'll tell you that.
1: <laughs> Bet you <laughs> it's cheaper. I, I don't know. I
0: don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that is what it is. Long story short, though, but there are some cool things, you know. I like the whole aspect of air conditioning. And <laughs> Could you imagine waking up in a sackcloth every day and having to walk outside in Egypt, I'd be mad, bro. <laughs> you think it's some people complain about like North Carolina <laughs> with the humidity? And I'm like, imagine having to put sackcloth and a sandal on every day,
1: walk outside, and you just got to that, t- that sound beaten, too. I mean, it's beaten.
2: And the only thing you have for air conditioning is a big leaf that hey, they might wave on you.
1: No sunscreen either. <laughs> oh, shit. no sunscreen.
2: They was, I would die. <laughs> bro. If everybody doesn't know this, I'm a ginger. So it's 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 peace for me, bro. I'm
1: <laughs> oh, over. I just, I just pictured that one Spongebob episode when they're all trying to get tan. And they get like sun bleached. All sun bleached. bleached. <laughs> that was the highest oh, tier. Ah. Moses is just sun bleached. Just it's over, bro. It's over, man. man that's
2: good. Uh, that's good. Goodness. Well, Griffin, do you want to ask him the, the good question, you know, the question around this podcast.
0: JC, we know you've got a, uh, a story that's a little bit more like untraditional than what we hear from most of the guests we have on the podcast. And you've already touched on that a little bit. So um, let's get into the meat and potatoes of how you came to be called to ministry, kind of what that path looked like for you. Uh, leading up to where you are now, and what your uh, plans are for the future for your ministry.
1: Yes, yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, I can I can start off by sharing a little bit of background mm-hmm. about myself and, and my family. Um, kind of like Griffin said, I, I'm sure I don't fit the traditional mold of a of a Christian ministry major. Um, I don't come from a church background. I grew up with my grandparents. My mother passed away when I was five years old, and my father was never really in my life. And so, it my three brothers and I. We moved in with my grandparents who aren't churched or, you know, necessarily believe in, in, in Jesus. Um, so that was kind of the background that I, I grew up in. So there was really never uh, a necessity to go to church. I wasn't forced to do it. It was like, hey like you do it if you want to, you don't do it. it it's, it's cool. It's chill. Whatever mm-hmm. you want to do, you, you do. Um, and, but my grand, my great grandma, uh, bless her. Heart, she passed away two years ago. Um, she was a Christian and she attended this little dinky church called West state street, Wesleyan. And it was about, uh, like right down the road from my house, and two roads down from her house, and so we all kind of lived in the same vicinity. And my brothers and I would walk to church, and we'd go to Sunday school, and it'd be sick, man. You know, we we got to play the bells for Easter. And I was I was always the blue bell. I like, <laughs> hey, you was a bell boy. <laughs> I mean, yes, sir. I said, "This more cow bells. <laughs> more cow bells." That's how I found the Lord. SNL, baby. <laughs> SNL, <laughs> no, um, but. You know, as, as time went on, and I, you know, graduated from Sunday school, I had to go to big kid church, and it was a very traditional church. Bless, bless the traditional churches. But you know, as a you know, ten year old, eleven year old, I'm not vibing with hymns. You know, especially if I don't understand the the depths of the hymns. Now I listen to hymns. I'm like, wow, this is hey, rich. Yo. Like this is rich stuff. But then I'm like, oh my goodness! Like, what is this organ doing? I don't want to hear none of that, bro. Great
2: is your faithfulness, had me faded you know, back I'm in the day. It. i, learned, I was <laughs>
1: They're like, who is? He? You need to leave. Can I get
2: an amen? <laughs> Something. Y'all thought y'all are blessed
1: with the Maverick City, man. <laughs> amen. So long story short, I stopped going to church. I thought it was just this boring thing that old people did to feel good about themselves. So, stopped going to church. That was did my life was always the loud kid and in school always, you know, the, the friendly one that always laughed a lot oh, on my report card. It would always say great student has a hard time paying attention in class every single year. I'm like, Word. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's me. It's a great student though. That's a great student. <laughs> I knew that. I knew that right? <laughs> um, so my brothers, actually my older brothers, I'm the, I'm the baby of, of four brothers. They did this thing called campus life. And if you don't know what campus life is, it's kind of like this, this ministry that gets plugged into the high schools and they kind of bridge the gap between Jesus and the church and, and kids who don't know Jesus. And so you get like maybe five to 10 minutes of an actual, you know, lesson. Hey, do this, man. You're, you're great. You know, nothing that deep, nothing that is like, wow, that's profound. But you played 45 minutes of game and you had pizza and there was girls, right? Like what, what more can you ask Say for? less. No, what more can you ask for us as in high school? Uh, so my brothers did that. And I was in middle school and this guy, Ryan Beagle, 6'7", massive dude, came upstairs. I'm playing Call of Duty. I have my headset on. And it was just a shadow that, that what the heck? Did the sun go away? And I looked up and there's this ginormous man. Like, what's your name? Hey. Who are you? You in my house. What's my name? I said, how are you not coming to my house demanding answers from me?
2: Hey, pick up a controller. Yeah, man,
1: I was like, what's up? one v one quick scope, no scope. <laughs> quick scope, no scope. I said, that's what it is. I got rusted. Um, no, but I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm JC. I'm like, what's your name? I'm Ryan. I'm the campus life director. What year are you? I'm in eighth grade. Cool. I'll see you at campus life next year. I was like, yeah, Cool. We left. And I was like, wait a minute. What did I just agree to? I didn't even know what I was saying.
3: Uh,
1: next year comes around. I started going to Campus Life. And it was cool, right? It was chill. It was like this. It, it, it rebranded Christianity for me. I'm like, oh my goodness. You can be a Christian and you can also have fun. This is, this is you know, the brick. This is dude wipes for the, <laughs> this Come on, man. This, this is, is new <laughs> stuff to me. This man. is it, man. <laughs> uh, and so I started going to Campus Life. He plugged me into the church called The River. And I started going to The River a little bit more. I started serving a little bit more. I was in the youth group and I met a guy named Matthew Rhodes, who was the youth pastor. Um, great guy. He's a pastor out in um, South Carolina right now. I mean, men of God, uh, the whole family, but I really started to, you know, get poured into from, from him and his wife. And I, I looked at them as, you know, this is my mom and my dad. Like this is what a family's supposed to be like. You know, I'd eat lunch with them. I'd, I'd clean up, I'd go over to the house, I'd swim. And I'm like, wow, this is family. And then I did that for about well, a year and a half, two years up until a junior year of high school and they end up leaving to go to South Carolina or North Carolina and be a youth pastor there. And in that moment I realized that my faith wasn't really the foundation. Like Jesus was not the foundation of my faith. Mm. It was them. And so wow. when they left, so did my faith. I, I stopped going to church, didn't really, you know, I had no desire. I was hurt, dude. Like straight up church hurt for no re like mm-hmm. really I mean there's a reason but not a legit reason to leave the church. So I stopped going to church, man start doing my own thing. You know, I'm, I'm searching for purpose. I'm like, man, you know, I, I have everything that a high schooler could want. You know, I got, I got um, the height. I got, am just kidding. You guys don't know me. I'm, I'm like five, four. So that's, that's, I'm capping. You didn't have to do I, that, man. <laughs> hey, I, hey, I boasted my weakness. Right? I boasted my weakness. <laughs> um, no. So I mean, it, literally like, it's, it's, you're, you're the popular kid. You're, you're good at sports. You're, you're well known. Everything that you could ever want in high school. Like I I had, but I still felt so empty and I could not pinpoint what it was. And so my senior year comes around. I never really partied in high school. I I was always the DD. I always had this like burden to watch out for my friends. I'm like, man, if they do something, dumb, like, that's on me. But I said, when I get to college, I'm going to be a partier. I'm going to have a
0: good
2: time.
0: (laughs) I'm
1: tired. I said, I'm tired of being a DD. When I get to college. It's going to be lit. Like, I, I'm going to do me. I'm going to do me mm-hmm. and live, right? So I, I go on a visit to Ball State by Man. myself. Drive to Ball State. It's a, if you guys don't know, I'm in Marin, Indiana. Ball State is in Muncie. It's a straight shot, essentially. You get on 69, you just ride all the way through. It's just, it's there. You know, boom. You next door
0: neighbors, ne- n- literally, next literally. door neighbors
1: almost. Um, literally, next door neighbors. GPS, I type it in just in case I get lost. GPS, boom, boom, boom. i heading to Muncie. About 45 minutes in, I'm like, I have no idea where I am. GPS is glitching. I end up in the middle of the country. I go into this parking lot or this driveway. I knock on the door. I say, hey, man, like, you know where Ball State is? He's like, oh. Oh. Oh, it's all the way down there, and he like starts, you know, tell me where to go, and I'm like, dude, this is nice of you. I have no idea.
2: You'll find a you'll find a crow on a sign about two miles down the road. You're Your gonna brother, take a right there.
3: Bro, I'm you,
1: old people, no direction. It's gonna be an old brown truck about ten miles down. You're gonna <laughs> yeah, keep straight when you he's see like, that, buddy. You like compass it like northeast sixty five degree compass. I'm like, brother. Uh, <laughs> I, hey
0: I, Dan, what do what do country old men sound like in Maryland?
1: In Maryland? That's a good question.
2: Yeah. But do do they, they
0: sound any different?
1: Do they sound any different? Do you have one men in Maryland.
2: Question.
0: Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> there, there's a few
2: of them. Uh shout out to Saint Michael's. Um that's where that's where people go to retire. Well, that's where the rich people go to retire. But um uh they just kind of like they're very farm life. Like they keep some my dad, I'll say this. My dad was talking to a farmer once. My dad was a pastor in a place called Preston, Maryland, very rural area. Like our church was old farmers and like also it was a great community like uh, people like young people people in the midway through their life and older people but a lot of the older gentlemen were farmers and they grew up on that life there's one farmer the one time that's in there my dad goes and he has like a meeting with him and they're out there and they just smell in the air and it's just manure like disgusting just smells bad and the farmer's sitting there with my dad and he goes You know what that smells like, Chris? What? What? Smells like money. (laughs) He's like, it's a bad smell, but man, it's a good paycheck. (laughs) He
1: said, I don't want money. (laughs) He said, I don't want money. That's what money smells like. Listen, I
2: take what it is, man. You just, uh, if you grew up, and anybody listening to this that's kind of from where I'm from, there, it was. Waking up every day, you just smelled oh, man, just poop. That's all it was, man. Like you just see nothing but farm fields, corn. <laughs> hey, but the produce, fire, don't sleep. <laughs> don't sleep
1: on that. That's that fresh. That's that Garden of Eden produce. That's that
2: Garden of Eden of Garden of produce. Eden, not yeah. GMO. Nah, uh-huh. but not nah. They had the GMO. I saw him. I saw. I saw em spray it. <laughs> and I get the little plane that flies over.
1: <laughs>
2: you sitting there? I'm like, I'm gonna have a huge watermelon this year.
1: I can't win. I can't, I can't win. win.
2: But keep going, JC So you're lost in the middle This guy tells you yeah,
1: Gives me directions off the back of his hand I'm like, cool, cool I end up going a little bit further I said, man, screw this, I'm going home I have no idea And on my way home, it was the first time I prayed in about a year and a half Two years And the prayer was, God, get out of my way Like, what are you doing? I had no idea why I prayed that prayer My anger and my frustration Led me to pray and I was like, you know what? I'm so tired of this. Like, I'm, I'm tired of this guy trying to intervene in my life. And for some reason, I knew it was God that was mm-hmm. making me, like, it's it's Ball State. It's right there. Like, I've been to Ball State many of times. And I missed it. I'm like, I'm, I'm mad. God, leave me alone. Go home. Go back to school. Yada, yada, yada. Week go by. Um, and Friday ends up coming around. And I wake up at 3 o'clock, about 3.20 something in the morning, around that 3.20 area. And... I go back to sleep Didn't think much of it Sunday Or Saturday comes around About 3.20 again And I Wow I, I woke up this time Yesterday It's really weird Didn't think much of it Fell oh, only sleep again Sunday comes around 3.20 something Again <sighs> Man let me tell you something About the number three was <laughs> that trinity boy okay, It's no. that
2: trinity brother
1: And I could not go back to sleep And the The thought of You know When I When I was on my way home The thought of praying Came to mind Like that prayer mm-hmm. of angerness that same thought came to mind, but instead of you know anger, I was like, I should go to church. Like, it's Sunday. No, wait, no, 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 no. Where did that come from? Because you know, I mean, I don't know if you know this or not. I don't know if you experienced it. But when, when you go to church, you stop going, and you go back to church, you get looks. And you get those side comments like, oh, where you been, man?
3: What, what oh, happened? Oh, back.
1: Oh, look he's who's back. back. I was not trying to hear it, bro. It was like... I was not trying. Oh, the prodigals come back. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> hey, whoop-de-doo. Whoop-de-doo. <laughs> yeah, oh, NTS camp coming around. What What you need? You know? And so I was not trying to hear any of that, dude. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, I'm not going to church. And I had this internal battle for at least four hours till it got to about seven or eight o'clock in the morning. And I go, you know what? There's a service at 9 a.m. I'll shower. I'll go at nine. I'll go home. I'll go back to bed. Boom. Perfect Sunday. As long as I can get some sleep. So that's what I do, man. Get in a shower. Still listening to some pretty pretty bad music, man. How are you gonna listen to that before you go to church what, you, what year was this? Bro, it was 2017, it's two
2: thousand and seventeen. It's two
1: thousand seventeen. Yep. Yep, he year. was
2: listening to, was, <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: I, I was listening to everything. And, and,
2: Goosebumps, and, Travis I, Scott. Anything you see. I had a
1: cuss word, I'm like, yup, add yep, at that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I said, like, yep. Um, so I end up going to church, worship. I'm cool, hands in my pockets, swaying, whatever. You know, pastor comes on, he starts talking. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is boring. And he stops mid-sermon. He goes, you know what? I've just been waking up at three o'clock in the morning this past weekend. Haven't set my alarm just been waking up and i've just been praying for people specifically that they would come back to the lord and i go oh my gosh
0: you're like okay hold on i said
1: i like i lean up he goes actually i have no idea why i said that let's get back to the message <laughs> said,
2: hey no 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 you keep going keep hey, going hey brother hey brother i got something like,
1: i know
0: why you said that <laughs> and i'm
1: thinking wow and that's the first time i felt like peace like a true deep core because all the other pieces I felt is like from my youth pastor, and it being the foundations, like oh, like this, this you know, momentary piece that I felt, mm-hmm. but it was a deep rooted piece that I've never experienced in mm-hmm. my life. And I took out a piece of paper and I wrote down what happened. I go home. I was like, man, like this is good information. Like I feel loved. I feel seen. I know this piece, but I don't want to do this alone. Like this is going to be hard, yeah. especially going from the party scene. And stepping out of it and becoming a Christian, that's that's not heard of, man. Yep. Especially at a community where it's like, everyone is a Christian, but we still do. We still live the way we want to live. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do you how do you even balance that? I'm like, you know what? Here's an idea. I'm going to invite my wrestling friends over. Seven of them. I'm going to invite seven of my friends over. They'll spend the night at my house on Saturday. I'll take mm-hmm. them to church on Sunday. Boom. Easy. I'll trick them. Don't even mention <laughs> it. <laughs> Don't even mention Manipulation it. Manipulation. At its finest. Up, <laughs>
2: Hey, is there anything we need to bring, JC? Yeah, just some uh, some nice clothes, <laughs> you know, uh, just in case we go have a nice brunch in the morning. You, <laughs> know.
1: Like, you never know, you never know. <laughs> you never know. Never uh, know. Uh, fun side story, actually. It's, it's side, <laughs> I, this is a side story. I remember Easter. I was probably nine years old, man, and I was still going to West Eighth Street West. And yeah. Easter Sunday, I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt, and my <laughs> brother, who's a year older than me, wearing shorts and a t-shirt. And my grandma looks at me. and She goes, you're going to church like that? I'm like Jesus died in robes. He doesn't care what I look like. And I'm like she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, I walked to church with my brother. And I step in. Everyone is wearing a suit. Everyone is dressed to impress boy. And I'm like, I'm an idiot. I was like, I gotta go to the bathroom. I ran home. I put on some nice clothes. I left my brother out to hang, man. I left him out to hang. That snake right. back with a nice suit on. I'm like, brother, man, you gotta respect Jesus, man. <laughs> you need to dress
2: your best for the
1: Lord. <laughs> that's a side story, man. That, um, but yeah, so I checked my friends. Nice. I checked my friends and go into uh, my house on Saturday to come to church on Sunday. And so we get there. I'm like, hey, all right, by the way. We're going to church tomorrow. And they was like, mm, no, no, we're not. I say, oh, that's funny because you can't stay here if you ain't going to church tomorrow. <laughs> and all of them live about 20, 25 minutes away because I, I went to Oak Hill. So they are like, man, all right, I, I guess. And there was this one dude that was super reluctant. He said, I'm not going. I said, you're not staying. He goes, I have to stay, but I'm not going. I'll just sleep in. I'm like, no, like you are going to church. And finally he said, okay, fine. So we go to church. We go to uh, lunch afterwards. Shout out to Steak and Shake. I wish he was still dine in, but it ain't, it ain't even dine in. Hey, it's, only it's, down, dying, bad, it's down bad, man. Down bad. What's sad, man. It's where salvation happens. <laughs> it's Steak where salvation and Shake. Happens.
2: Yeah, because there's plenty of time you wait <laughs> for that order to come in. I'll tell you,
3: you that. Lying. You ain't lying, man.
1: <laughs> so we're, we're waiting around, and the, the same buddy that was super reluctant to come to church was like, hey, man, I, I feel something. I feel something. And in my mind, I'm thinking... You gotta be kidding me! Quit complaining. Like the food is coming. Like calm down. I'm super like I'm <laughs> yeah. mad at him. I'm like, dude. dude. Ugh. I'm like, dude. Be patient, man. He's like, no, no, no. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Like something inside of me. It just feels feels light. I just feel light. I'm like, dude. Awesome, man. Well, hey guys. You guys can keep coming over to my house on Saturdays, and we can start going to church on Sundays. So that's what we did. Like, all seven of us, they come to my house Saturdays, go to church Sundays, go to Bible study on Wednesdays, go to youth group Sunday nights. And we just had this cycle of just come like, on. discipleship happening. And that same kid that didn't want to go to church originally was like, hey, man, I think I want to get baptized. And I'm like, whoa, oh, like, that's praise crazy. God. Like, that's amazing. Like let's, let's do it, man. So I asked my pastor. i like, hey, like, my buddy once gets baptized, he says, sweet. I like, do you want to pray for him on stage. Hey, like whoa! Oh, I said hey calm down This ain't about me it's my you, buddy over here you know, you're put me on
2: the mic <laughs> I, say, hey, yeah. hey, hey, hey. I
1: was like god uh, thank you for this food hey, for the
2: god for the god <laughs> for the god
1: um he's like he's like yeah why don't you just pray for him on stage I'm like you know okay I'll do it so the sunday comes around I'm I'm mentally preparing man I got to pray for this man on stage how am I, like I got to say the most eloquent words to to make sure I don't sound like a complete idiot like I have to and mm-hmm. as I'm, like, practicing and rehearsing, my other buddy runs up to me. He's like, JC, JC, I want to get baptized, too. Like, how do I get baptized? I'm like, I, I got to write out a whole another prayer for you. Just wait till next Sunday." Man. No, <laughs> wait, I didn't do that. Finish. I didn't do that. I was like, yeah. Was
2: you know, like, what do you <laughs> expect? I can just pull these out, <laughs> out of nowhere? You know, I just. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah I, I think so. That should be good. Let me ask God.
2: Let me ask God.
1: You no, know, so I asked my pastor. He's like, yeah, that's awesome. And so he gets baptized. I get to pray for over him. And the last kid gets baptized. And as I'm praying for him on stage, it was like that moment of this is what I need to be doing. Like this is what I was made for. And it was to baptize people and make disciples. And and from that moment on, I was like, There's no desire to go to party. There's no desire to want to live for myself. And in that moment I accepted my, you know, quote unquote call to ministry. My my call to ministry. Um and I applied to Indian Wesleyan, um, right after that and got accepted and Man, that's, that's kind of where I've, I've, I've been since then. Sorry, long story, but yeah, that's.
2: We like it, dude. We love it. I mean, that's an awesome story, dude. Just about. Yeah. It's kind of like you come back and. You come back and there's this impression that you're going to get a bunch of weird looks.
3: Mm, Yeah.
2: And. I want to. This is my first question for you, actually, because I was thinking about this as it goes. What was the experience like for you to leave a certain scene and have everybody look at you, kind of almost like, "Why is JC now leaving our scene?" and then come back to somewhere and then have that almost sometimes feeling of everybody looking at you, like, "What's brought him back?"
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a great question. I think I think the Lord is so faithful where if he calls you somewhere, he will, he'll provide for you the things that you need in that season or in that calling. Um, And in that season, he provided me with faithful friends to, to surround me um, and to uplift me and to challenge me. And they were on the same journey as well. And so it wasn't, wasn't this this super Christian that was, you know, pouring into me, discipling me. We were just a bunch of raunchy little kids that's trying to figure out what the meaning of life Mm. is and trying to discover um, the Lord's love for us. And so we would struggle. We hold each other accountable. We we'd do random, crazy, fun things that didn't make any sense. That didn't even sound fun because our definition of fun was partying, but we'd go to Steak and Shake and, and eat seven by sevens and <laughs> just do random stuff, play Monopoly literally almost every Saturday. For a whole year. We played Monopoly. Come and it on. got intense. It got heated. We lost <laughs> friends over Monopoly. Oh, bro. I was going to
0: say. <laughs> if Let's... I play Monopoly that much, I would have no friends. Have that at
1: all. <laughs> hey, the person that get the Boardwalk is on site. <laughs> hey, I promise, bro. I'm... <laughs>
2: it's
1: OB, man. You know? So I, I think it in in the flesh, it would be impossible to have left the scene and be faithful to where the Lord was leading me. But because the Lord is so gracious he he provided exactly what I needed in that moment almost like the the daily manna like it wasn't like this big substance of like all oh, this it was like daily He was providing what I needed for that day to keep on to keep me going.
2: Mm. yeah, dude, I mean, it's truly like when whatever season you like are going through and even like knowing where you've been at for like the last like four years and seeing you just grow um, and seeing you just be able to become into the man of God that you are. Um, even looking back on those moments, I'm sure it's such a beautiful thing of like, you see where almost like the seed started coming out of its shell mm. and you look at that and you, you see where things are at now. And it's like, I'm so happy that I took that opportunity for what, uh, yeah, I might I might look weird to some people, yeah. Or, and it subtly is, I'll say this, it's a pride thing within us that we don't want to have to come back and explain ourselves Yeah. or we don't have to explain ourselves to others. Mm. But I think that's sometimes the best evangelism we have. Yes. And that's when we have the opportunity to really make it about Christ is saying, man, what you doing back? Jesus.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Why are you leaving the party scene? Jesus. Jesus. Like, what if they look at me weird? Mm. You know, what if? you're trying to save your character by putting your identity in Christ in the shadows. Mm. Mm. And that, that is very much like, that's what you do. Anytime you're scared to be open about your faith is, and I'm not saying that as a condemning thing. I'm saying that as like a very much so like, I'm saying this from a personal conviction of man, I'm just trying to save my image, not save Christ the image that Christ has put in me. Um, And I would say one question I have with that is for you, as you've kind of been, you know, you're still in this community. And even as you were still probably ministering to people that did not choose the path Mm -hmm. that you went on and everything. um, How have you kind of narrowed that for anybody that's listening, that's a high schooler. What's your best advice for really, truly being bold, and just authentic about yeah. your faith.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I uh, <laughs> I, I kind of talked about this on another podcast with, with JP. And I, I, I said that, you know, as Christians, we know what brings life and we know knows what brings death, right? Like we know Christ is life and life abundant. That's what he has to offer. we know that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so if you know those things, we as Christians— should know what fun truly is, what what joy truly is. We know what Christ has to offer, and so I think so many times as Christians, we try to play defense, right? We try mm-hmm. to defend the faith. We try to you no, know, like really, guys, like being a Christian's cool and this and like, man, I, I trust love, like, me, believe me, justice. trust me, trust <laughs> me, like believe me. And you know, the unbeliever will look at the Christian's life and like, dude, you you have no joy, like, dude, you you look miserable, dude. You're always you're always like this, 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 and like, it doesn't look like you're, you're actually enjoying the thing that you're trying to sell. Mm. And to me, it's like, man, like as Christians, we got to be the ones that's setting the culture. So it's not even about, you know, I, I think your best witness is obviously proclamation, Like you have to proclaim the gospel with your mouth. You know, it's like, yeah. like there's, there's the old saying, you know, preach the gospel and if necessary, use words. It's like, no, like you use words. <laughs> but with that, People look at your lives, what you do with your actions is a witness to, you know, what you believe, right? And, and if people are looking at you and they're, they're looking at the joy that you have in Christ, if they're looking at you when you're having a good time and you're like, man, like Christ is good, people are interested in that. I think it was, um, I forget which president it was, um, when George Whitfield would preach, right? George Whitfield yeah. would preach, the president of the United States, he was not a Christian and he would always go to George Whitefield's. Um, you know, mass crusades or whatever. And someone asked him like, Hey, like if you're not a Christian, why do you come to these things? He goes, you know, I don't believe in what he's saying, but he believes in what he's saying. And that's what draws me in. And the old La La Land saying, is like people are passionate about what people are passionate about because it sparks in them that passion that they forgot about. And so if you're a Christian, your 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 greatest weapon to being bold is truly enjoying the life that you live. Is truly walking in freedom and truly walking in life and life abundantly, and not playing defense, but truly setting the culture and living an offense and and living life to the fullest.
2: Mm-hmm. I love. I recently watched the movie Hexall Ridge. Um, shout out to Andrew Garfield. He. He's a great actor. Best
0: Spider-Man. <clears throat> Best Spider-Man.
2: Hey, that's a different podcast for a debate. <laughs> um, but he obviously plays this character, um, Desmond. And there's this scene where they are about to go back up into battle. And it's after so much like, it's literally after he's done this famous It's a famous scene where he pretty much takes and he stays after the enemy forces, they had to go back and retreat, but he stays and he goes and retrieves all the wounded while like the enemy searching around. Very powerful movie. I recommend it to anybody. And they, he finally gets back down and the next day they're like, all right, tomorrow we're going back up. (laughs) And he's like, but if you need like a day or anything, and, there, and this is one of the corporals that was like coming at this guy because he he's a path pacifist. So he's not, he chose not to carry a gun. And he's one guy like, I didn't want you. But now this dude's like saving a bunch of his soldiers. And he looks at him and he says, some of those guys over there do not believe what you believe. But your belief is getting them through.
1: Wow. Wow. Yes.
2: Like your belief. Yes how passionate you are about what you believe and the fact that you are willing to go die and sacrifice Mm. so much for what you believe that is getting them through all of this chaos, all of this craziness. Um, and what like literal war and what we're saying with that is that ultimately people coming to true belief is going to be their own personal experience. But and my dad talks about this all the time. Shout out Chris Wetlore. Um, love, just <laughs> check love.
0: that episode out. He's a great one.
2: Yeah, and he I, one of the things he's mourned so re- deeply recently, and he's like, people aren't looking to towards the church mm-hmm. like they should. Mm-hmm. If anybody should look towards people that believe in something greater than themselves, believe in peace, believe yeah. in unity, believe in justice, true justice. He said. They should look at the church and be like, I don't know what is going on with those people. Yeah, Like, man, one of our, you know, current uh, fellow current students said in one of our classes the other day that at a certain period of time in history, I forget which one, but they pretty much people, there was just, they couldn't take care of their kids. So they would just leave babies mm-hmm. on the side of the road and the Christians would go and take the children wow. and then take care of them. And they didn't fully know what the Christians believed. But they were like, they were so amazed by the fact that the Christians were taking that step. Yeah. And I, I love what you're saying. And I think that's so profound in Hacksaw Ridge is that when people look at what we believe in mm. and how passionate we are about it, yeah, they should be like, I don't know why, but looking at them, it's like, things are different.
1: Yes. Yes. And, I, oh man, I want to hear from I'm, I've been talking this whole time. I went here from, from yeah. Griffin, we're about to. I was yeah. But I I will say, you know, a word of advice. You can't muster up enough passion, right? You can't you can't go in your prayer closet it's like ah, listen to how bad do you want it. That motivational speech. You can't you can't do that. You know, it's not about what you can. When do. you want
0: to succeed as <laughs> much as you want to breathe. When
1: you, <laughs> that's not the point. Like passion is derived from from love, and you can only get that from truly. Um, knowing that you are loved in Christ. And so it's truly, you know, spending that time in the word, spending that time in his presence and just receiving. I think a lot of times when we hear, you know, calling, whatever, it's like, okay, the Lord, the Lord saved you. Like, what do you, what do you call to? And this is this. And it's like, imagine if I, as a father had a kid and I said, hey, I had you so that you can produce this good work for me. Like that would be that'd be unloving. It's like, whoa, what do you mean? But if we come from you know the 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 viewpoint of God saved me so that I can be a son, so mm. that I can be adopted into His family, and from that love, I'm willing to go and do whatever. From that love, that is my calling. You weren't yeah. saved for the calling. You were saved because you were chosen. You are loved, and therefore you you go out of the abundance of love and joy. And so it's not about mustering up enough passion and, and a fire and zeal. It's about truly sin at the feet of Jesus. It's like, wow, I was damned. Like I was going to go to hell and you being so gracious and your love and mercy saved me. And if that doesn't get you like stirred Come up, it's on. like, whoa, <laughs> you know, yeah. man. But
3: yeah,
0: I've got a question. I want <clears throat> to, so JC, you're talking a lot about a lot about how God's provision on your life is what, kind of led you to where you are now and i know that's very true for myself and i think one of the fears that a lot of people have um as we move forward here probably over the course of the next 10 years is what's life going to look like um a lot of uncertainty and a lot of fear um how do you think god's provision and god's hand um on literally everything can kind of speak into that and, and bring peace to people who really need it
1: yeah come on yeah uh, let me let me count my fingers the words that I'm about to say so I don't sound dumb. Okay, I got four words to speak into that. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? If he's mm-hmm. done it before, won't he do it again? You know the Lord doesn't just love you for a season. He's like, uh he's on his own now. That that's good. Like the 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 Lord counts every hair on our head and is so in love with you. And I think I think a lot of the anxiety, a lot of the pressure, a lot of the 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 unknownness, we we tend to put on ourselves. It's self inflicted anxiety because it's like, man, like, what do I have to do? What what's next? What's next? And the Lord's just like, hey, like, rest, like, be be with me, like, I'll provide. Let's take one day at a time. Like, I will be with you. I will I will guide you. And so I, I think speaking into that, when we look at the next 10 years, it's like, man, let's not look at the next 10 years. Let's look at the next 10 seconds. How can I be faithful in this second? How can I how can I honor the Lord in this? minute, because I mean, the Bible promises, if his Bible, if, if the Bible is, is true, if his promises are yes and amen, that means when Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow has enough or today has enough of its own trouble. Seek first the kingdom of God and all mm. else will be added to you. If we truly believe that the word is true and his promises, are yes and amen, then we need to live in that reality. We need to live in that expectation that if we seek first the kingdom, if we seek first his face, if we seek first a relationship with him all else will be added. Now that doesn't mean life's going to be great and there's going to be a bunch of joy and roses. and yeah, But the promise is that he will be with you, that he will not abandon you. No matter how unfaithful we will be, no matter how, mm. I can't tell you how many times I've been unfaithful to the Lord. It's a daily thing, but yet his mercies are new every yep. single morning. And so be confident in the fact that the Lord has called you and he has chosen you to be faithful to him. And and, and if all else, if you're not faithful to him, he is still so faithful to you when you come back and and sit at his feet. So that that, would be my encouragement to those who are wondering about the future and the next 10 years and if he'll provide. The answer is simply yes. It may not be in the way that we want him to. It may not be the ideal. It may not be the thing that we imagine. But he will always, always, always provide what you need just at the right time. Amen. Come on. Come
2: on.
0: Shoot.
2: Hey, if you want to know What to do? Look at the word.
0: Mm. Look at the book.
2: Hey, come on. (laughs) Come on. People always ask, how are you going to love these group of people? Mm. How are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? I kid you not. Your answer, if you don't know the answer within line with scripture, go find scripture. Yep. And that's just simply what you need to do. Like, you know, what am I going to do? What are you going to do? I'll I'll just throw this because I was talking about this before this to a Mm -hmm. group of people. If I'm really busy, and I'm always in a hurry, and uh, people are asking me to do this and do this. What do I do? May your yes be your yes, yep. and your no be your no.
1: I'm awful at that. I'm be I'm be, <laughs> I'm gonna confess right now. I I literally ten minutes before this podcast, I had to reschedule because I I got over. I I'm awful. I so I'm confessing that right now. So yeah, I just want to repent. But that's a good. Hey, one. at least you're honest. Hey, listen, man. Wretched man am I? <laughs> <laughs> will always be will always <laughs>
3: uncleanly.
1: Oh, Lord. <laughs> but Dan, that is that's such good advice, and that's something that I I truly wish I was I was better at is letting my yes be yes, because your yes is essentially all that you have to offer to people.
2: Man, I I heard this before we were talking is. If you, if you need a book on that, just go read this book called The Roofless End of Hurry. Uh, a Roofless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. <sighs> anybody, because we're doing, this show is about calls into ministry, and I guess anybody with this, um, when you say yes to too much, you're going to be okay and kind of present at everything you do. Wow. But if you say yes to a few things and really put a lot of energy and effort into that, you will be fully present. And you will have true joy doing what you're doing. Yes. So honestly, I guarantee you this. You will have to say no to more things than you will have to say yes. But because you've chosen to say no, your yes is so much more profound. Wow. And so Mm -hmm. much more reliable. Come on. I'd rather be reliable than have a lot of things to do. Man and i'm not good at that all the time because sometimes i ain't be reliable hey. i'm kind of late to a lot i need to work on it
1: <laughs> bro you ever got called out on something that you knew was true but it still hurt the pride oh it 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 sometimes i'd be saying
2: stuff and i'd be like dang i really kind of need to go by that
1: <laughs> well my youth pastor called me flaky one time i was so hurt i was like what You're like how dare you said, you can't say that to me hmm. i was like Oh my gosh, I'm the flakiest guy that I know.
2: (laughs) I didn't even go lie. I was I woke up late to a class this week on Zoom with my man Jeremy Summers. And they said, Wednesday morning, baby. Wednesday (laughs) morning. uh, Griffin was there for this. And Jeremy was like, hey, is Dan like this? And like Grant Grant, my buddy goes, Yeah, he's always like this. You know, we just joke around with them. And I remember sitting there, I was like, Yeah, I'm known. I'm sorry. I heard that. I was like, (laughs) four years later. I'm still known as the late guy. And I was like, I got to stop that, man.
1: (laughs) Hey, side note. um, Dan and Grant made Judy Crossman cry on her last. Stop. No,
2: we ain't even going to go into that. (laughs) Good (laughs) as gracious. Long story short, everybody. The great professor here, Judy Crossman, amazing woman. Me, JC, and Grant (laughs) was joking in the chat. Like, and don't judge us. You know, y'all been there. Especially Zoom. We're new to Zoom. So we're new to Zoom. This is fresh into yeah. COVID. If you
0: say you've never screwed around in a Zoom chat, you're a liar. <laughs> you're lie. Lie.
2: You're so lying. we're texting. We're joking. we going unnoticed. 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 And then silly old Grant Armstrong, Grant
3: Armstrong
2: man. had his mute off. And JC sends a joke in the chat. And then he starts laughing and Judy's in the middle of one of her points and he just starts and then she goes, Oh, what's what's going on, Grant? Funny, Grant. And then he's like, Oh, nothing, and then puts the mute on and she goes, I think that Dan, <laughs> JC, and Grant are texting each other. And at first we're thinking we're just gonna get caught out.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're like, oh man.
2: And then she starts crying. Yeah. And she goes, this just isn't working out. And she's like, I just can't teach. Like, this is also the year she's retiring. The year twice. she's retiring. And she's like, this isn't about you guys, but I think we just can't do this. And then ends the Zoom call. Did not have
1: another Zoom. Did not have another Zoom. Did
2: not have another Zoom.
1: Uh, I was sad, but then again, I was like. Hey, you're welcome class. We took hey, but for real. Day. Day. Hey, for real though. No. I mean,
2: everybody's hanging on us, but hey. you didn't have to wake up at 825.
1: <laughs> Bless her heart. She is an amazing, but of God. And, oh, and, yeah. and for some reason you're listening to this, Dr. Crossman, we love you. And we're so sorry. It was, it was not you. It was us.
3: It was so. us. you was pre- I miss you.
2: I miss her too. She's a great woman. Goodness. huh? Goodness. Good days. Good days. Good days. Griff, you want to ask that little, little last question, you know, we normally always give
0: JC, uh, how can we be praying for you, man, here as we move forward here in the next, you know, couple months, close out this semester, whatever you've got in the future.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I appreciate that, man. I think, I think one that I definitely need prayer for and not just prayer accountability too is being faithful with the little things. Mm. I think, especially being a senior, there's like this big picture of, man, like there's so many opportunities. I could go here. I could do this. I could do this. And I miss the little things that I'm being apathetic in, that I'm being lazy in. And so I, 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 I think my prayer request is that the Lord just start breaking my heart for the little things that I may overlook and start giving me his, his eyes and his heart for those things that he, he does matter. He, he does care for you know so i think Mm -hmm. that would be number one prayer request is that man that jc you know starts to look at the little details of life and starts to take them seriously
2: Mm. well before we pray for you brother um me and griff like to do this at the end of every podcast and we just want to give you some affirmations based off of what we've heard oh man um and uh i can go first and then griff uh you can go uh, for me, JC, you're one of my guys. Um, first time I met JC, it was ASW weekend. Um, I was a new admit, admitted, student. That's kind of a week on at IWU where admitted students that are seniors in high school. If you're a senior in high school listening to this and you're an admitted student, you'll be going to this this year. Um,
0: you should anyways, you should, you should,
2: you should. Um, but pretty much like you come on and you just get to see the campus for a weekend. And I was by myself and I remember I was walking around. It was around the time of Fusion, which is a big high school event uh, here, a little high school conference that we host. And this guy, this this awesome, energetic dude comes up to me and says, hey man, have you heard about Fusion? And I'm like, hey, what's up? Hey, 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 hey. And that was the first time. But JC, I want to say this is that Um, when I first came onto this campus, I remembered you because of your passion. Um, when you came up and you told me about fusion and you told me about, I told you how I was a senior and you said you were really excited for me. Um, I remember walking away from that and I was like, that's a guy I want to be friends with when I come here at IWU. And then we were part of stuff freshman year and uh, you discipled me and Grant in a lot of different ways through us doing events together. And, even when we were saying some wild stuff Um, and what I mean by wild is not inappropriate. Just like, just very passionate, zealous, very zealous people saying stuff when they really don't know what they're talking (laughs) about. Um, And you are so gracious in that. And I, and even when you, you know, you took that gap year and you came back and you're just someone that every year I see you, you're just more hungry. Every time I see you, there's like this hunger um, and you, are someone that I like to call a connector, which I think a lot of people know each other. And there's been a lot of beautiful friendships that have been made because of the communities that the Lord has built through you and through your influence. And that speaks a lot to your character, man. Um, there is such a genuine joy to your faith. And, um, I love that about you, dude. And I'm excited to see where you go, man. Um, even if it's, you know, with that general studies going to like, you know, some crazy land and everything, <laughs> um, I know that people are going to know the joy of the Lord. Wow. Um, whether they choose to believe or not, I know for any conversation they have with you, they're going to know what it's like to meet somebody with genuine joy. Man. so wow. yeah, Thank man.
0: you, Dan. All right. wow. Dan stole the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> I, I stole
2: them. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what he was going to say.
0: Uh, but more than anything, your joy is just infectious. Um, I don't know you quite as well as as Dan does, but just from the, the times we've spoken, I've never seen you with a, with a frown or anything. Um, and you genuinely brighten my day every wow. time. I do get the opportunity to talk to you. And, yeah, you really do make an impact on people's lives on a day-to-day basis. And um, I know you're going to keep doing that. I know that's something that God's gifted you with. As a fundamental part of who you are, and it's going to take you um, very far wherever you do end up in your future ministry. And I look forward to reading books about your your exploits, whatever they end up being.
1: Church failures and all this. Oh my god! <laughs> what not to do as a pastor? The rise
0: and fall. The rise um,
1: and
2: fall JC, of J.C. Harry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <I'm> like what? <laughs> hey,
1: yo, I'm like, man. No, but thank you, Griffin. Dude, that that means hey, a lot. Hey,
0: that's the day we uh, delete this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness.
1: That's the day you guys make a podcast about me and rebuke me. You won't believe <laughs> That's our me. claim to
0: fame.
2: Your,
1: <laughs> Makes
2: sense for a general studies major. <laughs> I'm
1: just kidding.
0: I'm not held
2: accountable. <laughs> and just uh before we pray for you, just a quick snippet to everybody listening. Uh we love joking. We love uh just messing around and everything. Um But anybody that's like listening to this, I just want to reiterate that. I do believe that if you have a call to ministry, it is good to come and study and specifically focus on that. But if you have a profession you're seeking and the Lord wants you to minister into that, um, we know a guy named, I'll I'll say his name, Jackson Savio. He is a guy that, um, wow he is in a completely different major, but that guy takes IBS classes here. Yeah. Um he plans on doing like physical therapy stuff, being a personal trainer, but he does IBS classes and he is a man that his identity is so wrapped okay. into Christ. And I know he will minister to so many people. He has a call in the ministry and yeah. it, it's the ministry of the the world of physical therapy. Yes. Um and I'll tell you that is that whoever's listening to this, whether you're you want to go into your vocation or the profession of being in a church, um, we are all called into yes. ministry, yes, and uh, invest into that, and we are all meant to understand the word and yeah. go and tell others
1: about it. So good, yes. I mean, kind of. Oh man, I'm just gonna shout out two people: yeah. Yeah. Connor Van Farrow and Ethan Crary, both nursing majors. Connor is taking you know ministry classes hard. Ministry classes, just because he wants to learn more about the Lord. Um, Ethan Crary has done so much ministry. We do we do an outreach together through Exit Church, where we go pick up kids that are from broken households, and we take them to church and we and we preach the the gospel to them in small groups, and the kids love Ethan and. Mm-hmm. His mindset isn't, man, I'm not a ministry major. I can't, I can't be effective. I can't minister to these kids. His mindset is, man, the love of the Lord is within me and I am able to give that love to other people. And so I really, I really admire people who don't have the call, quote unquote, to local church ministry, but are still using their gospel Mm -hmm. um, witness to advance the kingdom. So that's so good.
2: And even if you're going to a, a secular school, Same thing, man. They need them. Shout out to my boy, Garrett Guidel. That man, I love that dude. He's at North Carolina right now. He's part of a crew. Um, He's a small group leader and he's he's pouring into people right now. And his major is not ministry. He doesn't even go to a school that offers uh, ministry as a major. Uh, Shout out to my fiance, Alexa uh, Brooke Elrod. Uh, She used to go to a school in Vermont and she's a nursing major, but she used to lead worship. She used to lead small groups. Uh, she was a leader and she was like in a campus that had no Christians. Wow. Um, and she wow. was aud- she was audacious with pouring, loving people like Jesus loves them. Um, and I'll tell you this, no matter where you're at, no matter where you're leading, um, like like we said, ministry is there.
1: Yes. Ministry. <laughs> I, I'll
2: tell you this. You do not have to go far yeah. to start ministering to yes. people. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's facts.
2: Whew, let me pray. Hey, Jesus you.
0: didn't have a ministry degree, guys. <laughs> hey. Hey. Jesus
1: had a general studies. I'll put that out there right now. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, Jesus did general it. studies. Pre- <laughs> <laughs> Ooh,
2: that, that is good. I mean, that guy was—he was preaching though when he was like seven years he old. Was a he, a he, rabbi. he was teaching though. <laughs> he was. Um, but yeah, l- let me pray for you, J.C. Um, God, um, J.C. is your servant. He is your son. Lord, I just, this parable just has been coming back to me over and over again about the master who left And he gave his servants talents to take care of. He gave his servants the authority to take over the land that he was in. And God, those servants that were faithful took those talents and they used them and they invested them. And they doubled what the master had given them. But the one that just went and buried it away did nothing with it that did not please the master at all. And Lord, I pray that JC knows no matter if he's been given five talents in this life too, it's not the comparison of what we're given. It's honoring what we've yeah, been given. That's good. And God, I pray that he honors whatever you give him that it doesn't the words big and small. Don't even come into his mind. But the fact that, you have given us a calling the fact that you have led us to do certain things minister to certain people to work certain jobs whether in the secular world or in the church world whatever it is god i pray that we may be faithful with whatever you've given and i just pray that specifically over jc that as he goes from here and he goes into his life whatever it is after i woo lord forever i hope that he does live a long life lord In the words that were spoken over me yesterday, I just pray these over JC, that he may be content in all circumstances. That he is just zealous to do what you have called him to do. Whatever that might be. And even in all this chaos, Lord. All this craziness in the world. I pray just the word shalom mm. over JC. That he embodies the shalom. Yeah. The peace that you give, Lord, that this world cannot give. Yeah. And that, that does not mean there still will not be busyness. There won't be chaos at times. It just means... That somehow in the mystery of you, Lord, we can be faithful. We can be steady. We can be close to you in all things. So thank you for that, God. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Amen.
2: All right, Griffin. Send us out, brother
0: we just want to thank uh, you guys all for listening as usual um, without you we wouldn't be able to do this and it's um, our pleasure to be able to serve the lord by ministering to you and um, we hope this podcast encouraged you in some way um, all the music you heard today uh, was from the band caledonia and you can find a link to their spotify down in the show notes below uh, also check out uh, kevin campbell and the wandering that will also be down in the show notes um, and uh, above all, we just want to thank you for listening and peace. Thank you.
2: Peace. See you, thank guys you guys later. Thank you, boys. Peace.
3: I can see us